Content warning. Drowning and sexual harassment. Moss Hollow. Episode 12. The Lake. Lacey? God, why are you sneaking up on me like that? Trance behind me. Sorry. Alex would have dunked your head in. Uh, Probably. The sun is creeping lower now, and the trees cast looming shadows across the water. There aren't many fireflies in this part of the mountains. Or maybe it's because everyone is interrupting the peace. I came to tell you the fire's going. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, I came to tell you that (laughs) I really just needed an excuse to get away from those guys. Casey and Cal are sitting by the fire, calling each other names and throwing shit. It's in good fun, but it gets really annoying. Fiona's over there laughing at them, holding a sparkler in her hand. I'm glad you came. Otherwise, I'd be alone. There's like ten people here. You know what I mean. He puts his hand on my arm and pulls me toward him. I brush him off. I'm ready to collect my stuff and head out. What were you looking at? Muscles. You want to take the boat out? He nods toward his old canoe pulled up on the bank. He thinks he's really smooth. Not really. You're pretty drunk. And you're not? Nope. Cutting back. I hold up the almost empty bottle I brought with me. If it's almost empty, I can't keep going. It's not exactly flawless logic, but it gives me an excuse to leave. You're not fun anymore. I have lots of fun. Smiling, I polish off my bottle and rattle the car keys in my pocket. I head toward my car. Hey, wait. I shrug him off my arm again. Hell, Trent, you're so clingy. The truth is, I wanted to spend time with you. That's why I invited you. I open tomorrow, so I'm heading out. Not this again. Everyone says you're so prickly. I stop in my tracks. Prickly? At this moment, Alex and his crew roll into the far parking lot with music blaring. A few jump out the back of a pickup before it fully stops. They're running down to the sand with coolers and fireworks as a couple more cars show up. Great. I mean, I don't think you're like that. I think you let yourself get stressed out by work. I glare at him. When he turns toward the commotion, he mutters, Oh shit. He quickly adds, I stand up for you when I hear that. They never really got to know you in high school. I raise an eyebrow, kind of amused at the idea of giving a shit about people's opinions from high school. Neither did you. So I'm starting now. He holds in a laugh as he hoists a full bottle out of his bag. Alex and all his guys are loud. Damn it, they ruin everything. If I wanted to get to my car, I'd have to walk up the path past all those dudes and deal with saying hi to people and probably getting harassed by Alex and Colton and maybe Jackson, who already has his shirt off making lewd gestures. A couple of them are shoving Cal out of the way to sit next to Fiona. It'd be funny to watch if it weren't so awkward and dread-inducing. All right, I'll take the boat out with you. He's already halfway to the rocks to pick up bright yellow life jackets I haven't seen before. 
Grinning, he throws one to me. Where'd you get these? You know the summer camp families? These rich parents left their trunk open at the store. So I took them. You stole people's shit? Who cares? They'll just buy more. I leave my bag, car keys, and empty bottle with Trent stuff on the shore. Before I have time to rib him for being a thief, we're hauling the heavy canoe into the water and pushing ourselves off. I look back at the bonfire and Fiona is relishing the attention. Trent sits behind me, struggling with the oar. I realize he's trying to unscrew the cap of the new bottle while also rowing. I smile. Dumbass. I reach behind me to take it when suddenly... A couple guys bust out heavy artillery. They got the expensive kind. If I can't leave yet, I may as well make the most of my night. We don't have a lot of daylight left, but with the bonfire on shore and the occasional firework, our way back is lit. We row further from shore, holding back laughter every time we swap the bottle. Finally, he says, See? Don't tell me this isn't better than that. Depends on who you ask. They seem to be enjoying themselves. He peels the life jacket off and slicks back his sweaty hair. Yeah, but out here, it's just you and me. God damn, you're drunk. Catch up. Not if I'm driving your ass home. You don't have to do that. I came with Cal and them. Cal and them might pass out in the parking lot before they can take you anywhere. Do you hate them or something? Hate them? Why do you say that? Well, sometimes I invite you out and, like, you don't want to come along anymore. Trent, I know you work a lot. I'm supporting my mother. Kind of. Why? Isn't she... He doesn't want to say, but he's implying a lot. An addict, a bully, a sinner. My chest squeezes at the thought of my mom. No one in Moss Hollow uses those words, but all of these are unspoken judgments that float underneath the church talk and the how are yous. When someone wants to wound you, it's hard to notice the twist if the knife is invisible. I actually thought it was weird that you weren't one of the ones that left, he says. Weird? I mean, not weird, like... He struggles to string his thoughts together, but I already know what he's going to say. You're just smart, and one of the things I like about you is that you don't give a shit. I mean, you do, but in a cool way, like, you give a shit about the things that matter. The more he rambles, the less smart I feel coming out here on this boat. You're strong, is what I'm trying to say. It takes strength to go do what you want to do. Deflecting, I say. And what about you? Were you trying to leave or something? I thought about joining the army, but since I'm older, I'd be behind everybody else. <laughs> what? What's so funny? You in the army? Are you making fun of me? Y yeah. I'm trying to imagine you in a uniform. I use my oar to poke his stomach. You better lay off those beers, son. It'll catch up with you when you're running Kurahi or whatever the fuck. It's dark enough now that I can't see his face, but his silence tells me I pissed him off. Jesus, Trent, come on. I'm just teasing. You think... You think I'd be a shit soldier, don't you? You think I... I can't do anything with my life. Oh, and there have never been shit soldiers in the army? Trent, you can do whatever you want, but honestly, if you wanted to join the army, you would have done it already. So that's why they say you're so prickly. Fuck off, Trent. You're so, like, you're so negative. 
I'm realistic. You're defensive. I'm a midnight toker. Anything else on the list? Kinda hot. Great, I'm a kinda hot, dyslexic bisexual with a biting wit that completely goes to waste. I drink some more. A rocket misfires across the lake. It's gonna be a while until they leave. I was hoping they get bored and head out so I wouldn't have to deal with them. Lacey, I really like you, but sometimes you're kind of a bitch. Thanks, Trent. I like you too, but sometimes you're kind of a dick. I finally hear him smile. Go out with me this time. I think we'd have fun together. You're right. I love setting sail in the dark to run from the degenerates. It's romantic. Lacey... I hear him finally start to give up, but the alcohol gives him some bravery. I didn't join up because... Well, it's a bad idea, but also I didn't want to leave you behind. Those words make me nauseous. I already feel left behind. I feel like I was supposed to go do something and now it's too late. But I don't have the money. I don't have the will to leave my mother to rot. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. How dare he condescend to me like that? My mind is fuzzy with alcohol, but I've heard this before. I can discern when someone implies that I'll just amount to nothing. And he wonders why I don't trust people. I think this summer you decided you like me because you realize that this is it. Your future is written on the wall. Everyone else left and there's no one dateable in the county. So you're just settling for a woman your age who has nothing in common and doesn't really want to be here but has a better sense of humor than Fiona. That's the most I've ever heard you talk. The guys laugh in the distance. Then a firework shoots across the water. <laughs> it screams past my hair, barely missing me. We rock the canoe and can't regain our balance. Trent falls out. I hear the heavy glass bottle crash into the water. Trent! Trent! I reach for his hand, his shirt, his hair, anything. I can't find him with my arms. I unbuckle my life jacket, preparing to swim under. Fuck. Damn it. Trent! I hold my breath and force myself underwater. I reach my arms out as far as I'll go to feel anything, but I'm too panicked, and I come up for air. I rest one hand on the canoe to try to calm my body. There's no time. Trent! I try again and plunge under the canoe, pulling myself down as far as I can into the water with my arms. I frantically kick my feet. The only way to find him is to keep swishing my arms back and forth. Something brushes my arm. When I reach for it, it's algae. Damn it! I can't find him! Trent! I have to keep going. I force myself under again. Where the fuck is he? My shoes weigh me down, so I kick him off. The chill and the pressure of the water close in on me. Goosebumps rise on my skin, and it's hard to stay collected. Okay, focus on my kicks. I feel the panic tightening in my chest. Reach, where are you? The darkness stiffens my fear. How the hell am I going to find Trent in a pitch black lake? More algae sweeps across my legs. <laughs> Bubbles leave my nose. Below me, something pulses through the water. I feel a surge underneath, like something huge is about to rise up to meet me. The pulse continues. Lacey! 
It's a voice I don't recognize. Lacey! Waves begin to push upward, taking me away from the canoe. No! I force my arms to paddle me back down as quickly as possible, but I'm getting swept away by a pulsing current. Above me is a glow. The light rips across the surface, illuminating the darkness below. Squinting, I can see murky islands of algae and muskgrass. I look for the shape of his body nearby, but I don't see anything. I come up for air, and I'm surrounded by fire. Lacey, no! Holy shit. The waves are becoming volatile. The air around me smells like stone and dirt. Then the smoke hits me. Breathing in what air I can, I sink again toward the canoe. The light fades, but the pulsing continues. Finally, my fingers find something. His shoulder. I hook my arm under his and pull him upward. Stay forward. A rowboat. Tenant. Opera. Road Trent. Trent. I tilt his head back and he gasps. As he gains awareness, he panics. Trent. I got you. I reach along the surface for the life jackets or the canoe. He's heavy. Kick your feet. He's having trouble breathing. There's one behind his head. Grabbing it, I fit his arm through one of the holes. More conscious now, he's able to help me get it on. I lean him backwards so he can float while I pull him by the straps. I can't tell if the canoe is nearby. I'll have to pull him to shore. After an eternity, my feet find the sand. A crowd is gathered on the shore. A couple guys help haul Trent away from the water. Turning himself against the ground, he presses his fingers into the pebbles and throws up. All my strength has left my body. We're both okay, but I wither under people's stares. The bonfire is raging, and I hear cop cars wailing down the mountain toward us. There is a collective groan. Some people scramble to shove their beer cans away into coolers or bury their fifths. Used fireworks litter the bank. A handful of others start jogging back to their cars. Cal says, Wow, Alex, way to go. I turn to the lake to see the fire. But the water is black. No flames. No smell of smoke. Alex turns to the men in the group with a threatening look. Oh, it's my fault, huh? He's drunk. Fucking look at him. We told you to cool it with the fireworks, man. Fuck all of you. And now that you're scared little shits, you're going to blame me? Gripping the sand, my fingers close around a dry muscle shell. I lean next to Trent to test if he can stand. Avoiding the vomit, I slowly help him up. The cops aren't going to do shit, Alex says. Yeah, not to you. Cal challenges again. Alex shoves Cal, puffing his chest. He releases a vile string of threats. Then he says... Looks like all this was Lacey's fault. Fiona cuts in. Alex. Look, the bottle is empty. They got drunk as hell, lit off a bunch of illegal fireworks, and went out on the lake to make out, make it seem like our problem. And then Trent fell in like a drunk loser. That's what we tell them when they get here. Exhaustion melts through my body, but I manage to say, fuck off, I'm taking Trent home. He dangles my car keys from his fingers. 
without these. Cut it out, Alex. I need to leave. Okay. I'll give him back. He grins. But you gotta strip for him. A couple of his friends laugh with awkward tension. Bullshit. I look around at the others. Cal's eyes are on the sand. They're all cowards. Give me my keys back. Shirt first. Stop it, Alex. Shut the fuck up, Trent, or you're going in the cop car too. With nothing left to care about, I peel my wet shirt off. I stare through Alex with daggers. Still clutching the oval shell, I tighten my grip. I think about what it would feel like to kill someone. (laughs) Alex lets out a laugh, relishing this. Now the rest. I lower my shorts and step out of them, freezing. My hair is dripping. He looks me up and down. You know, you'd be pretty if you weren't so skinny and angry all the time. I launch myself at him with a muscle shell tied to my fist. I get a swing in, but he dodges. Then Trent and Cal come and hold me back. I want to hurt him. I want him to suffer. I want my keys back. Why do people like this hold all the power? Cal says, Don't, Lacey. His dad will charge you with assault. Then Trent doubles over to throw up again. Yeah, ask Trent. Don't want to go to jail again, right, buddy? (laughs) Suddenly it hits me. I completely forgot. Trent spent time in jail after high school. That's why he feels behind. Now I'm the biggest asshole in this entire fucked up valley. I can't believe I put him down like I did. What if I'm worse than Alex? My keys are tossed at my feet. His ugly smile is etched into my head as he turns to greet the cops. I don't bother dressing, as awful as it feels. I pick up my things and slog toward my car. Four officers are busily shining their flashlights around, and then Officer Groves approaches. Dad, I told you, Alex says. I don't know why you insisted on dating your mom. They're white trash. Enough, Alex. Get your things. Trent, Cal, and Lacey. Just like high school. I said, shut up, Alex. Go to the car. Their flashlights shine along Cal and Casey. One of the cops stands a little too close to Fiona, pushing her against a rock face and shining his flashlight down on her. She looks scared. After some questioning, Officer Grove says, Jesus, Lacey. He's been trying not to look down the entire time. You could have started a fire this time. I roll my eyes. This is very serious. And you're under the influence. Trent holds his stomach. (sighs) What do I tell your mother? Tell her whatever you want, I say, slinging my bag over my bare shoulder. She doesn't care. Beyond the parking lot, I see the silhouettes of deer in the darkness, their glowing eyes rising to meet mine. Moss Hollow is written and performed by Melinda Beck, original music by Kendall Winter, Mountain Foley by Melody Parrish. Thanks for joining me this week, and I'll see you next time.